Hello, Plenty. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering lots of Plenty news. Recent indie releases. And remaining ever respectful with our boop volume, duration, and frequency. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for listening. Let's get started with uh, a cool little note with a, a little note about a previous episode. We covered dots on a recent episode, and one of our confusing uh, notes about it was that there was no music for this rhythm game. And so Pizza Fuel Dev added music. And so um, I don't know the best way to do this. He, he posted it on our Discord, like the file and everything. So I have a link to his Discord post. So, I mean, if you're in the Discord, you can download the the game with the... Ooh, are we allowed to say that? You can download a musical version of the game or listen to the music that he put in it um, through our Discord. This is, this is a compiled <laughs> version of the open source oh uh, that's right version of dots uh including yes. the music that was uh previously available so this is not this is not call, something Nick. uh jumping around copyright or anything like that just okay. as exciting as if it was dubious though that's really <laughs> yeah. cool that pizza dev did that yeah uh, yeah did you guys try Thank it you. have a chance to try it not i yet. did not i'm sorry baldridge uh, that one downloaded haven't played uh, I, I tried it and it's fun um it's is it yeah, yeah, it's cool. The music sounds really good, and it gets like it follows the pace of the game. So as the game gets faster, the music gets faster. It does exactly what you want it to do. So thanks so much, Pizza Dev. So Pizza Fuel Don, Dev. Don, since you're the one who's played it, can you understand why it was taken out? No, I don't know. I mean, it it plays like you would expect. I mean, huh. you start with four buckets instead of three. That's the only uh-huh. gameplay difference I noticed. But huh. I don't know. Well, I guess the dev just wanted to opt for some boops, right? I guess so. You can boop on your own with the, <laughs> with the, the, the whatever, the granola I mean, version, vanilla version. We all like accompaniment. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, uh, what else, Ryan? What else we got going here? Oh, don't blow past your news and note. I almost that did was it mine. again, but I'm oh, Nick. Very... Oh, yeah. Hey, Nick hey. a note. Yeah. What's going on, Nick? I did a thing. Uh, group 5 is shipping, everybody. Whoop, whoop. About yeah, time. Can, group 5 can't complain with... anymore. What are we going to do? <laughs> not left out. Load up Group 6. Fantastic. Um, Man, that's really cool. I've actually mm-hmm. got a buddy or two who I turned on to the play date, and they purchased you know, many, many months ago, and they were in Group 5, so now they should be getting them. That's great. Uh, I expect a big uptick in the Hello Playdate podcast downloads. Not that I ever check them, but um, uh, we'll be my friend double digits soon. My my third friend <laughs> promised me that he would start listening to episodes once his Playdate showed up. Nice. <laughs> so oh. the two of us, and then this other guy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got three of them. Can't wait. Yeah. Congratulations to the group five people. You finally made it. We're happy to have you join us. Indeed. Welcome. Oh, and okay. I, I guess on a similar note, we this isn't in our notes, but we started a top 10 channel on the Discord because people are coming in and they don't know where to start beyond uh, the season one games. And there's 550 some games on itch and it's overwhelming. And so if you have a your favorite top 10, uh, just period. You can just drop it in there. No other commentary needed. You can leave that for the general chat, but just put your top 10 favorite uh, Playdate games in the top 10 channel and you can update uh, it whenever you want and edit it and as things we, pop in and out. Oh, yes, Nick. We would ask that you uh, leave out season games though um, and uh, only include uh, indie games which are available on itch or catalog. But that's my preference. I mean, we all love the season games, and we—I think we decided we didn't ask Nick, but Ryan and I decided if you want to post your season one <laughs> rankings, you can do that in the season one channel. Is that okay, Nick? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, nope, but no pressure. Uh, Live throw on air. spoiler tags on it if you're dropping yeah. stuff in the uh, season one channel. Remember, every everything is new to yes, group five. To group five, <laughs> yes. Okay, moving on. Cool. Lots well, of new in Discord. Indeed. 
on to uh, a little chat with George Banks, who I've never spoken with before because he filled in for me one episode, but he did a fabulous job. And I credit him for Don's interest in uh, kicking me off the podcast because he was so darn good. But uh, he did Along Came a Spider, just to remind you, and he's working on a new one called Along Came a Spider valley of the hollow so it's basically a sequel to along came a spider and um he had a trailer of this shown during the play day community direct and we'll have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out but basically the game is uh in his words massive massively different from the first did i do that right that wasn't right was it uh instead of eric exploring the human world this sequel sees eric explore a bug world underneath the hollow you encounter hornets ants and wood lice and help them fight off a rising threat of strange new bugs so uh i was really grilling him on this and i got some news and notes from uh george and he said there's a 44 screen overworld it's a 4 by 11 grid three dungeons with puzzles power-ups and hopefully boss encounters an open world feel allowing you to set off and explore any direction you like first and tackle the dungeons in any order there's lots of non-playable characters to chat with and help you if you want um that's great i know that was one of our critiques for um the lushes land that the npcs didn't have many helpful hints for us uh so that's nice to see that that's being paid attention to um fetch quests and hidden collectibles uh he says there's going to be a return of the crank sections from along canima spider plus other uses of the crank multiple endings to discover with an unlockable for finding them all um he tells me that all this should take about one to two hours to play. <laughs> what? With uh, a full playthrough to see everything, maybe three to four hours. I feel like with all that description, it's got to take more than an hour or two. Um, maybe a speed run. Uh, or maybe I just take a really long time to play games. So anyway... Um, there's an overworld map that fills out as you see each screen, multiple save files, multiple save points, uh, just a ton of stuff going on in this game. Um, he posted a, um, uh, a, a poll on Twitter and was even asking for input about what people like in dungeons so that he can include more of that in the game, which I thought was really neat and sort of directed me to reach out to him. Um, Let's see. Uh, I asked him about things like developing the game. He said development has been hard the, uh, and really pushing pulp to the limits. Like he's said, some of the stuff was borderline breaking pulp. And so he has to pull back a little bit. Um, and I asked him about a release date. I know people probably don't want to think about that when they're in the middle of developing, but you know, it's me. So I asked anyway, uh, he said, we're hoping to release in the spring, which we are now at the end of summer. Uh, and so he said, now they're hoping that it will be out by Christmas. We will keep our cranks crossed here on the hello Playdate podcast that that is true, but we know that whenever it comes out, it's going to be great. Um, finally, George wanted to end with some kind words. He said he loved doing the episode and loves it most when the three of us are together. Such a good balance. Thank you, George. That was very kind of you. And thank you for fielding many, many questions about your upcoming game. So there's a big old scoop for uh, the follow-up to Along Came a Spider, Valley of the Hollow. Men, what do you think? So, so psyched. Incredible. Uh, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking at at the feature list here, and just thinking about the difficulty of developing this uh, in pure uh, code, and thinking about doing that in pulp is kind of breaking my brain. So uh, I'm just super impressed with uh, all the devs, and uh, and especially your fat nosed games, George Banks, uh, developing this game using pulp um just really finding the edges of that uh open tool um for making games just such a cool cool thing and i cannot wait to play uh, i love the first one a lot so um 
I've been looking forward to this, and uh, this is wetting my appetite even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, George even dig in. George even shared a private video with me about one of the scenes and some hidden elements of the scene. I don't want to say too much because he showed it to me privately. I don't know if he wants me describing it or not, but uh, I will say that it looks super cool. Very. Um, I asked him, I said, this sounds sort of Legend of Zelda NES-like. You know, you've got this big overworld map, a few mm-hmm. dungeons with some bosses. It opens up as you go through. Um, he, I asked him, is that like a fair comparison? And he he said, yes, that's definitely an influence, but to please temper people's expectations about <laughs> <laughs> this game uh, not being Legend of Zelda. Um, but I will say that it's got a lot of cool stuff going for it, and I can't wait. It's going to be a Christmas present for us all from George Banks of Fat Nose Games. Maybe. Cool. Maybe a New yeah. Year's present. Christmas in July. <laughs> <laughs> we are in August on. But anyway. That's next July. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Give um, him some room to move, Ryan. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of new game teasers, SN Studios gave us a tease over on the Twitters. Uh, we'll have a link to that in the show notes, but essentially they are working on a new game. Uh, so once again, I made myself a nuisance just for you, dear listener, and reached out to ask some questions. Uh, I asked about a title. He said they don't have a title yet, but they've been thinking about calling it Far Away Helper. So I guess that's a working title for the moment. The game will be about going around town, helping out the townsfolk with their problems. Uh, They don't have a release date currently in mind, although if they had to guess, they thought maybe sometime between November and January, depending upon how busy they get. So uh, little bits of pieces of some new stuff coming from SN Studios. Those are the makers of Tochi, Tochi 2, and The Lush's Land, the last of which was recently added to catalog so congrats us in studio on that and the development of this new game excited well, to play this the the concept sounds sounds great yeah a little gif they posted i love their art style so a little gif looks really cute and fun yeah i feel like with every entry they're raising the bar for themselves i love to see that from creators whether it's you know game developers or comic creators or whoever i i, I feel like personally whenever i come out with a new book i'm trying to up my game in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like that's visible in the SN Studios releases. They're really cool. So uh, keep doing it, SN Studios. You've got fans over here. How's about some more uh, developer talk? You guys ready? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, well, here it comes anyway. Uh, the art series bundle sale that happened recently is being extended. To welcome groups number four and five, uh, says uh, Ledbetter. So are both groups four and five releasing right now? Or is it just five that's getting the release? Five just, or four just wrapped up. Okay, cool. All right, so he's welcoming everyone. Um, But basically, um, this series bundle sale cuts the price in a third. No, uh, you're paying two thirds. A third is cut off. How do you say that? Is that the way you would say it? I don't know. Nobody's responding. But um <laughs> minus one third, yes. Okay. Thank you, Nick. So um there's a complete content single download for these. And I, I didn't understand exactly what that was, but he uh when asked, he said basically it's organizing the content per game better. So I guess people that uh purchase this bundle will have an easier go of uh sideloading than uh, was ever experienced before from the art games. Um, anyhow, those are some great games. Uh, if you are new, if you are in groups four and five, that is definitely one to check out. So we will have a link to that in the show notes as well. It, well while we're here on this uh, sale page, um, there'll be a link in the show notes. But if you scroll down, there's just shows other itch sales. And there's a Clarity Compendium sale from Playdate Steven which has Cranky Driller just came out uh, like a month ago and uh, Medial and Addled, uh, all great games, 25% off until Saturday. So if you're listening today, you got a few days left. And there was one more that I am not finding, but uh, take a quick look and scroll down there. Oh, Reflector. Reflector version 2.0 came out today, I think. 
and it mm-hmm. is uh, 30% off. So nice. worth taking a peek. Yeah. Boy, all kinds of sales going on. Sweet. Very cool. What um, non-developer specific news <laughs> do we have for them today? This guys? is the ultimate developer. The, the Panic Showcase was today. <laughs> Panic that created the uh, Playdate. Uh, so there was not a whole lot of uh, Playdate news in it, unfortunately, but there were a lot of cool indie games, and Panic's doing a lot of stuff. So I will put a link in the show notes that uh, it was mentioned briefly. So mm-hmm. you can take a look at that if you want to see what else they're up to. It's about 15 minutes long. And then also Tiny Yellow Machine, the Playdate Community Direct for October is on its way the deadline is approaching it's uh here in september so the the form with all the information you can sign up and if you have playdate news that you want to submit uh into the community direct you just have a couple weeks left so get it in uh link in the show notes but um the last one was really great and i'm sure this one will be equally just as great or even greater so totally and i i just want to send a quick shout to old gant over there from mm-hmm. tiny yellow machine i couldn't believe that he put all that together the first time let alone quarterly moving forward mm-hmm. what that's insane and so cool that that's available for the community to check out it's really neat thanks for doing that he did the last one during e3 and it was legitimately like the best presentation during e3 even i remember you saying that all, all of these like big dogs <laughs> That have been in the industry for 40 years and then Gantz was easily the most exciting and the most fun. That's fantastic. We're lucky to have you, Gantz. Definitely. Uh, And then I just wanted to mention PlayGM4 has been scheduled by possibly Axolotl and it is coming uh, November 10th through 13th. You can sign up now. There'll be a link in the show notes. We will mention it uh, again. You still got two months, but uh, there's already 41 people signed up. Mercy. Yeah. And what's really cool about this is he has links to the previous three winners uh, right there on the page so you can check out um some more great games if you if you're in group four and five here's some great free games right there and uh he does such a good job organizing these things so play gm4 on its way wow so if 500 plus games wasn't enough for you it looks like we'll have another couple right. hundred coming your way at the end of the year <laughs> well i mean it was like 30 there were like 400 people joined but 30 solid okay. bang- bangers all right game. It's still a lot for a weekend. That's a ton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a tremendous amount of output. So yes. um, this is very exciting. And uh, I I long for the day when I can participate. But uh, I'll, I'll be watching from the sidelines and, and cheering everybody on. So uh, it's working. very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Sorry, Don. <laughs> All right. Well, come November 10th, we be jamming. But until then, we better get to some boop, boop. Ooh, indie inventory. And for you new group four and five people, their indie inventory is where we uh, discuss some of the, the new indie games that came out the last two weeks. So I would like to remind everyone to please stop by these sites, review the games, drop a drop some stars, drop some kind words, and help them get more visibility. Um, there was no catalog update today because of the direct. So if I'm understanding correctly, there's going to be an update next week, which typically there would not be, mm-hmm. and another one in two weeks, which is this normally scheduled catalog release. So I think we're going to have two, some back-to-back releases. That yeah, is my understanding. Doozy of a news and notes next time, huh? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> As if this um, one wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, last time was pretty dead. This week we we did have a lot of releases, so let's get let's get going here. Um, I think it's called like Finistre or something by Adam Proctor. This one is name your own price. And I was very interested in this because it's a satirical climate crisis game. And you know, um, Nick and I are all about these woke games. And so um, I just wanted to see what this is about. It's like, it's about climate crisis and cutting down forests and this and that. It was it was launched as part of an art and media technology project. And I had some back and forth with the dev because I couldn't get it to work. Um, and then I got into it and it seems really cool, but I'm still trying to figure out how to, how to play the game. So it's very, very cool. Um, it's now name your own price. It wasn't name your own price when I bought it, but, uh, it looks like the the dev is doing stuff with it. So can you explain in what ways you're struggling? I have not had a chance to 
Load this um, this is one where it was something more than the Nick. Uh, I can't get the zip file to work thing. And so the okay. dev fixed that. And we, he was very quick to fix it for me. And then I got in there and I, like you, you have oxygen and you can cut down trees. And I was able to do that and it was kind of cool. But then there's right, you go right into using your crank to sharpen your axe. And I didn't really understand how that worked. And I kind of got stuck on that screen. And so I didn't get very far in, but I am really interested in, in what this is going to teach me and tell me. And, um, yeah, I love the the concept of games as as art and teaching tools. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so I want to see it work. I want to I want to learn. So I think it's cool that Playdate is such fertile ground for this kind of stuff. You don't see it on normal consoles very often, and there's so yeah. many on Playdate, which is awesome. Um, okay, so next up from King of Shibuya is Hana. And this one's been coming for a long time. It's split into two parts. So there's a chapter one and chapter two, or an episode one and two. It's a space time, I guess, like a. I played some of it. It's kind of like um, The Keeper. Like you walk around and solve puzzles and you get more dialogue and it, it's a little adventure. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty cool. But there's also a complete edition that is $9.99, or you can buy the episodes one and two, but there's a demo. So I played, I played the demo. So um, give it a shot. Boy, that's yeah, my that's... praise. I like the keeper. And if this has a similar vibe, uh, I might need to check this out. I this don't know like if a... this is 30 hours long, but yes, Nick. <laughs> this looks like a Nick game, so I'm excited to try this one, but I haven't haven't yet. It well, feels like if, a Nick game, yes. Maybe if I read the itch page for it, it won't take me 30 hours. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think there there is a game this week that had like a FAQ. Well, it might be another game we'll talk about on the next episode. Um, maybe I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, very cool game. Okay. Nick, Ikaruga yeah. Snake is free. Yes. I and see your name next to it. You must have tried it, right? I did. What would you uh, think so of this? Don, I don't know if I've told you in the past week how much I love the game Ikaruga. Yeah. But uh, for those who are unfamiliar, it's a vertical scrolling shooter where you're in a spaceship and you can change from black to white and when you do so it absorbs uh, the same colored projectiles that are shot at you so there's a hundred billion bullets on the screen at any given time and you're constantly flipping back and forth between black and white to absorb um, the appropriate things and uh, you know you're you're trying not to let one sneak through because you'll get blowed up. So Ikaruga Snake is the same basic concept, but with Snake, uh, the familiar game of eating things, getting bigger, and avoiding running into yourself or walls. Um, the added mechanic is flipping back and forth between black and white so that you can eat uh, fruits of the appropriate color. Um, this is way harder <laughs> than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I uh, really stink at this game, but it is really fun. And uh, I found myself replaying it over and over again, despite uh, how poorly I was doing. Um, at any rate, it's the graphics are amazing. It's very smooth. Um, the play control is a little tough in that it plays sort of like uh, Pac-Man or Snake, you can't just turn on a dime. Uh, you you have to wait for specific intersections. Yeah, it's grid-based. Yes. So um, it, it makes it a little challenging because the grid is, is fairly large uh, compared to some of the other Snake games on Playdate. Um, but once you get the hang of that, then you have to contend with uh, flipping back and forth between black and white, uh, which is a lot more complicated than you might expect uh, because of the way that fruits are algorithmically grouped together. So um, you have to constantly, basically... What does that even mean? What does that mean? Fruits are algorithmically okay. grouped together. As, as you eat a fruit in Snake, another fruit typically appears somewhere on the play field. Uh-huh. Um, what I'm One saying is that there, there's, appear. yeah, there's math behind the scenes that controls where and when those oh. fruits appear. Why don't you say that then? 
Uh, but algorithmically grouped sounds cool. <laughs> we have to anyway. Out that it's the final answer. Anyway, um, Don, edit out the last twenty minutes, please. Easy. Uh, I'm teasing. So, <laughs> so yeah, it'll. Uh, uh, cluster a big group of of white fruits together, and then a big group group of uh, black fruits together, and then it'll throw one or the other somewhere in the middle. And so it's really tricky to mm. to kind of flip back and forth. Um, and the graphics are really cool when you're uh, say when you when you're set on on the black snake where that can eat the the black fruit. The white fruits will turn all spiky and and uh, um, difficult to eat looking oh, I like and, that. Uh, yeah same same vice versa so it's uh it's a neat little effect and it works really well and i sure wish i was more coordinated so i could get a better score but uh yeah, ryan what, what sometime great... i'm sorry go you, ahead uh sometime you and i need to need to battle on this game i think totally totally i i love that visual feedback that you just laid out in plain and mm -hmm. simple english but because <laughs> you say that you're very bad at this game i will probably love it because every time you're bad at a game i love it uh whitewater <laughs> wipeout um you know uh hyper meteor uh, any of those games are are my jams just like dots uh you became very good at the game so now i no longer like it because you got a better score than me so um <laughs> that one <my>. time <laughs> I, I will say so it is very very hard and i i was like oh ryan's gonna love this but i think something that would really help the game because the snake is so large is yeah. just start out with less fruits have like one black yes. and one white fruit and then build up from there or right. i mean it, it would be easier to make everything smaller but if they just started with that it starts with like 15 fruits on the play field at once and you die in like two seconds hmm. it would totally change the tone of the game if they shrunk everything down though yeah um I so agree. like i i understand why they don't do that um the the amount that your snake grows seems to be an entire grid section which makes sense um but that's very very large on the play field yeah um this so bottom picture shows the white snake is like the length of the, the whole screen I don't, yeah. that's got to be fake. There's no way someone can do that. <laughs> Disbelieve. Yes. Um, it says that the crank adjusts the speed of the snake. Maybe I had <gasps> the cranked way up or Whoa. something. What? That's what it says on the screen here. I should experiment with all the controls. Don't forget to time. read that itch page. Yeah, Always. apparently. All right. We talked about this for like 45 minutes. We should probably. All right. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, next one up, it looks like I also played it in addition to Nick, so uh, we'll talk about it even longer. Uh, it's called <laughs> Thy Dungeon Man for Playdate, and I'm sure Nick will have more historical background on this than I do, but it's by Tyler Lilly. Tyler Lilly. And um, I really <laughs> enjoyed this for what I did play. It's a, a text-based game, and that sounds like it could potentially be boring but it's not what is even in the graphics department i I, I'm, I should rephrase that that sounds like it would be boring to look at sorry uh but <laughs> thank you for keeping me in check but it's not because they really make this aesthetic experience like you are looking at an old monochrome monitor where you mm -hmm. have these like slightly diagonal lines moving up the screen constantly in the background but the playdate has such a uh, tight fidelity uh, dot matrix that with those single dots it really does look like sort of a, a background element and does not uh, compete with the text in front of it so I really enjoyed the attention to visual detail that they had even in this text-based game but the gameplay itself was also really fun because it's telling you stuff like okay in front of uh, to the north and to the south are exits and then there's a rope in the corner and a flask but uh not only can you interact with all that but the verbiage in this game is lots of thighs and thous sprinkled in uh in a very funny way so often when there are descriptions it's um it's it's very humorous uh there was an option to dance so of course i did and it said something to the effect of thy shaketh a bit or something like that that really really made me chuckle and the chuckles keep coming all along the way uh but what did you think of this gameplay nick 
Yeah, so uh, a little historical context. Uh, this is actually, uh, these were Flash games that were on homestarrunner.com long is ago. Is that right? Oh, okay. Yep. No wonder they're so funny. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, yeah, they're text adventures. Uh, the interface has changed. The originals, of course, you had to type everything. Um, in the Playdate, it's been uh, uh, friendlified. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, giving you verbs. So similar to a LucasArts adventure game where you're clicking uh, a scum engine game where you're clicking look or go to or something of that nature, you're doing the same thing with different verb substitutions here. And then it allows you to substitute automatically um, different items that are within the room that you're in currently. Um, I found a couple of bugs uh, in Thy Dungeon Man 1 for example, in the first screen, uh, the git command didn't work at all. Um, I don't know if you had that experience, Ryan. Yeah, I think I just moved on to the other rooms. I wasn't sure if I was not supposed to get those things. So I thought, well, I guess I'll go somewhere else I'll yeah. go where, where I'm wanted. But, uh... <laughs> and I can't remember either. Um, but I, in case, I, I went ahead and stopped playing Thy Dungeon Man 1 and went to number 2. Uh, the the text within the game reminds me a lot of uh, a silly version of the localization of Dragon Warrior 1, <laughs> which also <laughs> contains a ton of these thou's eyes. Oh, um, so great. Yeah. So it's like a spoof on, on that kind of language. Yeah. And um, yeah, very funny, very fun. Uh, the menu uh, in this contains a whole lot of stuff, I think. Um, and it allows free text input as well using the Playdate's uh, cool, crankable uh, text input menu. So if you are not Which, satisfied with the, the predefined options, you can enter your own stuff that way. Sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> you mean amazing? Um, anyway, <laughs> a ton of attention to detail. As Ryan said, the scan lines uh, that are running up the monitor, very cool. Um, and it's really neat to see these ported. Uh, there have been efforts to, to port uh, some of those other Flash games to uh, other platforms since the demise of Flash, uh, and it's cool to see these ones on the Playdate specifically. So um, I'll be looking for the, uh, the point-and-click adventures that they came out with uh, as well <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Cool. Well, with that 40 minutes out of the way, Don, yeah. it's your turn to one-up us. 60-minute review know. of the next indie inventory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next up is a is a game called Boxfight PD. There's a demo. It's $2.99, and this is by Rinthadev. Um The demo, it's a really cool concept. Like, you move your box around, and it's kind of like Tempest. Like, you're trying to get to the opposite side of the enemy so you can shoot across the playfield to hit them. But uh, it just works really slow, and I had a hard time with it. Like, you, you just move much too slow. The bullets move very slow. So I don't know if it was a limitation of the demo or if the full game works like this, because I know there's four difficulty modes in the demo. I mean, in the uh, full game. So uh, I really wanted to like it, but it just it was not working very well on my uh, play date. Um, so maybe that'll get fixed up. Uh, next, next up is called Undo the Explorer by uh, Mad Runners. Um, it looks like Nick and I both played this. You can finish the game in about 30 seconds. <laughs> um, yep. It's free, but I don't know. It's, it's fun. It's cool. You just make your way through a little dungeon, but I like what's there. I mean, if they expand this into a full game, I'd, I'd play it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to more. It's, uh, it's really uh, neat to see different ways that uh, developers use Pulp. Um, yeah. So uh, this is really neat. Keep keep it up. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Uh, the dev says, if you're wondering, I'm in group five on the game explanation. So they're keeping themselves excited. Um, highly integrated gay hijink built a game called Ship Shape for $3. Okay. This one looks really cool, but it reminds me of uh, Trap Doors. I have not played it, huh. but it looks very similar maybe in gameplay. Maybe trapdoors meet some papers, please. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I will likely play this sometime soon. It looks like they just added a demo too. So 
no reason not to give it a shot. Um, this looks way up my alley and is possibly it, Ryan's alley. I was yes. I was going to yeah. say, is it just me Sounds or good. is this giving you vibes of, uh, Don, what is that game where there's like white or black or gray doors? Is, is that trapdoors? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like an early, reason... early game. And yeah. Like two conveyor belts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I felt like that was called something else. Well, thank you for jogging um, my memory. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's called trapdoors. You're probably right. I'm usually my mind right. is mush. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm right there with you. Anyway, um, it looks really fun though. So ship shape, uh, check that one out. From Optimal Prime is a game called Jizak, which I had never heard of. But then I posted about it on. <laughs> oh my god! And everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this is on Windows." Da, 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 da. Like, oh, like I'm the only guy who's never heard of this. It looks like uh, Quicks, which of course is a classic game. And this looks like the most awesome version of Quicks I've ever seen. <laughs> and I really want to play this. I've not played it yet. But uh, this looks awesome. And I, I've been playing Arcade Paradise on the Xbox. And the, the arcade game I bought last night is a ripoff of Quicks 2. So I feel like it kind of scratched that itch. But this is like Quicks with Pinball or Pachinko or something. I don't know. This game looks awesome, though. Quicks is in heavy rotation in our Game Boys in this house. So yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> big time. Well, this, this does have heavy Quicks vibes for sure. Cool. Very interesting. Yeah. It looks like manic quicks though i mean <laughs> the game boy could never move this fast oh my land it's it's giving me fits just watching some of these uh gifs right now <laughs> i'm guessing you're the little like um starlight mint thing that's going around <laughs> yeah. shooting lightsabers out of the side of it yeah yes yes totally i can i can see it now okay yeah, i'm cool i uh played a lot of windows 3.0 3.1 games and i don't remember this at all so uh i must have missed something and i'm i'm very interested to go back and check that out after playing this playdate version i i looked it up and it looks like a windows 3 kind of game but it said that it was on windows 95 and i know i huh. messed around with windows 95 a lot and i don't remember it at all so yeah, weird it's it's weird that so many people do maybe you shipped in a different region or something i don't know we just got the Weezer music video in the Rob Roy yeah. trailer, I guess. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, that's well, uh, Jezek. Yes. Before Ryan. we move on, I just wanted to uh, do a little follow-up from two minutes ago. Yes, that game is called Trapdoors, and it's by a developer called North Hyde. North Hyde. North oh, yeah, North Hyde. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that game's awesome. That people game that just awesome. Gotta, <laughs> people that just got to play, they go back and play Trapdoors. That game's sweet. Now we got a. Can you drop a sure, link sure. if you have it up? Right. For sure. In the show notes. Thank you. Indeed. What did you say, Nick? And then oh. ship shape. <laughs> and then ship shape. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, next up is a game called Tamak by Cooney. Whoops. Everything's getting moved around. Um, this one looks like Tiny Wings, but uh, I messed around with this. This is free. You're like a little ball bouncing on a a waveform. But you like use the crank to turn this, uh, what is it, a cylinder, kind of like an old piano player piano cylinder, and you bounce, and every time you hit something, it makes a noise, and you try not to like get hit by these little bouncing balls. It's hard to maybe just to visualize with me describing it, but once you start playing it, it's very easy to figure out what you're, what you're doing, and it's a really fun little toy. It reminded me of electroplankton, like something you would find in there. So, so that, I was that shout out's just hmm. for Nick. Yes. Yeah. So I was uh looking at this gif before we started recording and trying to figure out what the heck is going on, but I think I just discovered that when you're moving this cylinder, you're yeah. actually making new curves for the bouncing ball to follow, is that correct? correct? Yes. Oh, odd. Wow. It, it works really smooth. It's really fun. The sound is really cool. It's just little like um, pretty tink to tink tink kind of things, hmm. and then but it's tiny wings, but the added effect of not of trying not to hit the little dots like adds a tweak to the gameplay. Hmm. It's a really cool little like tech demo what? kind of thing. So please check out this uh, Tamak or whatever. It's free. Cool. What is tiny wings? You've mentioned that a couple times. Um, have you played like Alto's Adventure? Or Alto's Odyssey, Tiny Wings. Tiny Wings is probably the biggest one. It's a game where basically when you hold A, it causes your bird to go down, and it's just a series of hills. So you want to hit the downslope of the hill and then ramp off the upslope. 
and get more air. It's a mobile game. So every time you touch the screen, you go down really fast. And you're basically just trying to ramp off the hills as as high as you can. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I I thought it was basically going to be a ripoff of that because the first waveform looks just like that. But then, like Ryan said, you can start making crazy patterns if you want. That's really neat. Yeah. Highly recommend checking this out. Um, And then last up is Yawn Story. This one just came out today um, by a life, uh, by another dev. Uh, The price already changed. So now it's $3. When I wrote this an hour ago, it was $5.60. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It looks like a cool little pulpy adventure uh, story yeah adventure like the there's a knife in the one image but now the knife isn't there when you go to click through to the page so and i don't know what this is it's also got a hangry meter which has me interested <laughs> yeah. um so basically if you're listening maybe wait until tomorrow and it'll be name your price maybe <laughs> i don't know it looks kind of cool so it does mm-hmm. yeah uh whatever so much variety this week wow for sure man yeah we should just sign off now we don't even need a pixel panel this week yeah well we've got 18 minutes left (laughs) 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 all right uh well let's do this on our pixel panel this week which is going to be picky ricky by cole plus games and this has a tie with our last segment because I found out about Picky Ricky via our indie inventory from uh, I don't know how many episodes ago. I don't keep track of that sort of thing. But Don mentioned this. It got me real excited when we were clicking through and I was looking at it, played it and thought, oh, man, this is very interesting. It looks like sort of a Mario type platformer where you are a tiny bunny. Um, However, there is a big... um, uh qualifier to that is that you as this bunny rabbit cannot jump (laughs) the only way that you're able to jump is by pulling up these little vegetables these carrots these vegetables out of the ground uh i think they were called uh pick pick vegetable um they're carrots anyway when you pull these things up then you sort of leap into the air because you've pulled them up so hard and so that allows you to jump up onto platforms or over uh, ravines or what have you um once you pull them up out of the air you can control picky ricky one direction or the other so it doesn't just shoot you straight up so that comes into play in gameplay there are 15 one five levels total uh, they're divided into three different worlds. So one, one through one, five, then two, one through two, five, et cetera. Um, and uh, let's see, what else can I mention about this game? Um, so, oh, that's right. I- I'm leaving out the part about how you pull up the vegetables is via the crank. So I thought this game was so interesting and um like hair raising or like tense because you have the the typical d-pad where you need to move back and forth but then in order to leap over things you have to take your hand off the play date to do the crank and then come back and grab it again but everything is timed every level is timed most of them to about 15 seconds one five seconds again uh so each level you've got to do it pretty quick but there's this like puzzle element to completing these platformer stages because you'll think you move in a traditional way but then you have to move in a way that you did not expect or there are hidden carrots that you uh did not expect to be there and you have to find them in order to progress lots of really interesting puzzly type elements in order to get through each of these levels so i felt like each of these levels built on one another quite nicely and ramped up in difficulty really well to the point where the first level is you can probably get within a couple few tries but then as the levels progress i really found myself having to repeat and repeat and repeat but it wasn't to the point where it frustrated me very much uh but essentially (laughs) each run that i did i was able to learn just a little bit something new so it got me a little bit further in that level 
Um, I, I heard, uh, I, I saw a few folks on the itch page commenting about how it was too hard or there wasn't enough time. I do not agree. I thought the timing was really precisely delegated for each level so that you have to learn something a little bit at a time, just like I was mentioning. And by the end, you're like, oh, okay, I I've mastered this level. I can do this in 15 seconds or less. Um, so those are some of my thoughts. Let's hear from you guys. Uh, what did you think about Picky and the Ricky? Go ahead, Don. Not everyone at once. Okay. I was I was giving Nick some room. Um, so I love the art style. Art style, ten out of ten. That's something that attracted me right away. And the only thing that kept me from buying it was the day it came out. Um, was it Ollie Co. or was it Gabe Swar who it came out the same day they came on the podcast and said how hard it was, and that like turned me off. So I stayed away until Ryan talked us into it. And um, it's hard in a way. It wouldn't be too hard kind of the biggest thing that turned me off was you have to push a to grab the carrot but then you push b to pull the carrot and i just felt like mm. that was really annoying even after playing it many many times i would still like lose an extra beat from pushing the wrong button to try and grab the carrot and then push the other button to pull it out and just felt like you should be able to just grab it with the same button and I wasn't using the crank because the crank controls drew, drove me nuts right away. So I went to button <laughs> controls, which I really like that there is an option to do both. Um, but that just felt like a misstep. As tight as the timer is, I'm okay with the timer being tight. But that really just drove me nuts having to step off and push different buttons. Because it, you have to be pretty precise on where you're standing to even grab the carrot. And so it just felt like an extra penalty on top of it. And especially when you're trying to like grab a carrot and pop up to a platform or something, it's like you're already you're already losing a beat, and then you lose a second beat by pushing the wrong button, and then you're trying to land this platform or land a jump. Like I want to like have my momentum go, grab the carrot, pull it out, and because I would miss the grab, I would drop down a hole, and I would do it <laughs> over and over and over because I wasn't grabbing the carrot in time, and I was taking one extra step and falling down a pit or whatever. And my brain just could not get used to pushing the wrong button, if that's how I should say it. I couldn't get used to pushing the wrong button. Yeah, that's it right. Me... You were you were using the wrong button. You should have been using the crank. <laughs> I could not get used to the crank at all. I was like way too slow on the crank. Um, but I, I did like something you said about the levels building on each other. I really appreciate that. Um, they definitely evolve from stage to stage in a really nice gradual pattern and they kind of keep it fresh and exciting some of the times i like are there are you supposed to be able to collect every collectible in each stage because it didn't seem like that was even possible on some of them i i think the theory is that it is possible i did not collect every uh coin or whatever they are whatever. little bunny icon um in every level uh if that's any consolation i did yeah. I, I also did not complete the game so i'm very curious where that. each of you <laughs> where each of you got to in this game i got to a point where there was like a giant gap and i just kept dying <laughs> that's over where and over i stopped and over too and was like whatever man I do you know what level that was it was in the third chapter but i don't know exactly which level I, it was in the second chapter and uh, I uh, thought I made it to the third chapter. Maybe you did. Maybe there's an even bigger gap okay. later on. It was a really big gap. I, I stopped somewhere in the middle of the second chapter. Okay. And um, before we get into where Ryan left off at the very last uh, segment yeah. of the last stage, um, I thought I'd give you a couple of my thoughts. Now, mm -hmm. um, the first thing I should say, like right up front, is that I don't know that i'm the target audience for this game so <laughs> i've got some thoughts and some um suggestions or criticism but it's coming from a place that maybe uh i'm, I'm just not the right uh audience can um, i ask a quick question of you nick do you sure. like platformers mega man Love super platforms. mario okay. oh absolutely all right yep this is not one of those um <laughs> And uh, so this is going to sound really, I, I'm trying 
to uh, give some constructive feedback here, but I had diplomatic uh, Nick. Uh, well, I'm attempting, but I had a really tough time with this game. Like uh, I, at every turn, I was very frustrated by interface, by graphics, by hitboxes, by uh, timer, by you know almost every aspect of this really uh, bothered me in some way, and um, it created this. Uh, kind of sense of dread of each new stage because each mechanic you have 15 seconds maximum to understand it mm -hmm. integrate it and then execute it and so obviously the the idea is that you just repeat the stages over and over again until you get them down cold and i like some games that utilize that kind of learning mechanic uh, this is not one of those unfortunately it just did not click with me um the timer was intensely punishing. I, I felt like it was so short that, yeah, you can you can zip through a stage, uh, those early ones, um, and you miss a whole ton of stuff. Uh, and there were some where I would uh, gather as many coins as possible, but I know there were like three or four that I still left on the stage um, and just barely finished with enough time uh, to not die. Um, intensely frustrating to make it to the final beat or whatever it is that you're pulling, uh, turnip, carrot, uh, and then die pulling that out of the ground. Um, <laughs> I, too, tried uh, the crank for a, a good period of time, and after dying the 468th time on the second stage or whatever, I switched to buttons and never looked back. Um, the problem with the buttons Don expressed, it's the hitboxes. So uh, you have to be right up on the center of the thing in order to start pulling it. And then as you pull it, um, you have to switch buttons. I'm fine with that. The problem that I had, I think, is a lack of understanding of the mechanics and a lack of the game potentially teaching me. So where I ran into the brick wall and I had to set the game down and I... I'm not sure, and Ryan, you can answer this question, but are you able to go to a menu and select a stage that you haven't been to yet? Like without completing stage three, are you able to go to stage four? Um, no, you, you have to, you have to, do, you have to do them sequentially, correct. Okay, so where you I hit go the brick wall was somewhere in area two. Uh, there's a large gap, and there's a, a beat or whatever that's... Uh, uh, several pixels from the edge of this chasm and picking that if you pick that you leap up into the air um if you hold the direction as you're leaping you wind up somewhere in the middle of the pit so i said okay i've already picked a carrot i have one in stock so i'll throw it closer to the edge and pick that and then leap up into the air and as i'm leaping i'll move and i died over and over again trying that um I tried getting, you know, one pixel closer and, you know, just really trying to get as close to the edge as possible. The game will not allow you to plant a, a bead or whatever right on the edge. At least it wouldn't allow me to do that. Um, you had to have enough space for the fully formed uh, vegetable to, to grow. Um, and in order to do that, you have to be a, a certain pace away from the edge so ryan how do you get past this giant <laughs> chasm like okay I, so I'm, it's I'm not gonna, obvious to me at all i'm gonna preface this with the caveat that i played two-thirds of this game meaning world one and world two about oh gosh near a month ago and then i picked it back up again and completed almost completed world three this morning so i'm i'm real fresh on world three uh, but I think probably what your difficulty here is, is that you do not have to be directly over the root vegetable in order to pull it out of the ground and jump. A lot of the times what? you can be, yes, <laughs> a lot of the times you yeah. can be to the side of the root vegetable what? and pull it up and jump. So there's a couple different things at work here. There's a... Uh, there's an accessing the root vegetable like uh yeah you know sometimes there's nothing there and you have to like press a to 
Uh, it's it's the grab. Uh, it's the yeah. grab basically. So you press A to grab, uh, but before you press A to grab, move to one side a little bit, then press A. Then you're grabbing it. Then do the crank because that's the right way to do this game. And then you'll jump. So I think you just need to move yourself over a little bit when it's grab time. Huh. Well, I certainly experimented with that, and it absolutely wouldn't do. Um, so I'm I'm doing something real wrong, I think. Uh, I'll have to go back and revisit World Two then, and see that if might I can explain help you out. what what the problem is. Uh, one one last thing is I'm heaping uh, something towards this game, and I <laughs> I do sincerely I I don't like uh, uh, sounding super negative about anybody's game. This was a ton of work. This is somebody's you know pride and joy and it's not my intention to to tear it down that clicks um, everything it 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 this game just didn't click with me but um one other thing that i think would help a little bit with that would be two or three little uh stage loops if it alternated the audio a little bit um it would reduce some of the uh oh i like the, the audio the monotony of 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 uh, repeating the same loop over and over and over again each stage. Um, when you when you play them uh, a, a billion times a piece, it, it, it does start to to drone a little bit. Um, I found anyway. We we passed over like a major mechanic of the game. Okay, we're almost out of time. But a major mechanic is you can only hold one vegetable at a time. And you re like you pick a vegetable and then you can plant it one time to basically create another spot you can jump from. And we right. totally met, we skip right past that. And so, but once you plant it that second time, it goes away. And so if you miss, if you use it in the wrong spot, you're, you're boned and you gotta restart the, the, the stage. And so there's some trial and error in there. Like if you're trying to mess around, most of it's pretty cut and dry and you can figure out, oh, this is how I speed run the stage. But if you're trying to get different things going, collect different collectibles and whatnot, um, it's a little bit of practice here and there. All right. I've, I've got a couple of things I want to say to wrap this up. Uh, one of the things that Nick mentioned that I will side with is that I, I do remember having um, a little difficulty when I first started the game, learning the controls and there there are some some learning aspects to it some some tutorial aspects to it like a big arrow pointing like here's this thing interact with it um mm -hmm. it took me a little bit to understand um uh i want to say that there was an update to the game we were playing with version 1.2 i'm not sure if we mentioned that already or not but uh if you downloaded this game 34 days ago from right now you got version 1.2 which added the ability to alternate crank direction, which I think is key. So initially the crank direction was counterclockwise, which the developer was thinking, well, that's the direction that you would use to pull something up. But when you move your hand from A to crank, you're already moving in the direction of clockwise. So it mm -hmm. would be really helpful to have that clockwise direction available. So not only did he allow the ability to alternate crank direction, but he also gave the ability to use buttons, as you were saying. Uh, Don, I wanted to address one of your concerns, which was having to fiddle around with those buttons. Personally, I think having to fiddle back and forth between controls is part of the charm of this game. Having to take a hand off and use the crank, having to, take, having to take a <laughs> thumb off and press B. I mean, uh, there, there's, there's, the timing of this game is so crucial that if he just gave you the ability to a a a a a through the game, then the timing of it is going to be all off. So I actually personally, as a player, support the decision to make you move your finger and uh, make it a little more challenging to hit those those timer marks. Anyway, um, yeah. so. I got to the very last level, 3-5, and I hit a wall, metaphorically speaking, to uh, there were some, some spikes. And so I asked a couple of people in our life uh, <laughs> about this. So I reached out to the dev this morning, today, and already 
he got back to me on the itch page and basically said, I think the question, uh, basically I was in a location where there are spikes. And if you hit spikes, you die. However, I noticed occasionally that if I hit spikes, I was in sort of an invincible mode and I could phase through the spikes without dying, at least for a moment. And I was not sure how I became invincible for a moment. So I, I asked both of those questions and the dev wrote back within hours. You know, he uploaded this game a couple months ago and was extraordinarily responsive. So uh, the dev said, I think that the question on spike invincibility might be just the tip you'll need to complete 3-5. When holding a plant, the few seconds of invincibility take place, but if empty-handed, you'll lose a life right on the spot. The trick to 3-5 is really about determining just where to either jump or fall across gaps and collecting enough picky, uh, pick plants, okay, that's their official name, pick plants, to navigate those spikes. Good luck with the level. Um, so very cool that the dev was so responsive to this. I also reached out to our good buddy on Discord, uh, the Hello Plady podcast Discord, Dean Zero. I mean, Dino. Uh, so Dino said to me, the spikes, if you pull up a carrot but are yet to plant it again, it stays in the inventory top right of the screen. So that was a thing. I did not know about until Dean told me and I asked him today. So now I got to go back and realize, oh, okay, I can have a carrot in my inventory. That was the, that. That was the thing we were just talking about. Replanting. Uh, I know. Like a giant square. I'm awesome. Thank you. So oh, anyway, sorry. he said, let's that all has... point this out. <laughs> Dean went on to say that has a double purpose. You can save it to bury again and pull up to jump a gap or you can store it and use it like a one-hit energy bar. Uh, hmm. What that allows you to do is hit a spike, lose that bar of energy, and become momentarily invulnerable. So that was super-duper helpful to me. Uh, I have not had a chance to go back and try that, but thank you to both the dev, uh, who is at Cole Plus, and to Dino of our Hello Plate It podcast Discord. Thank you for being such a, a cool member, Dean. Um, and, uh, you know, I also had some listener feedback from Dean, which I wholeheartedly agree with. He said, hey, I've been having some fun with Picky Ricky. That's why I reached out to him and asked these questions. <laughs> uh, it, it took a few sessions to grasp the basic mechanics, and I found inverting the crank essential to support rapid switching from button presses to cranking. I completely agree. Uh, he also says, I like how the unforgiving timer drives the action as a core mechanic. I agree. And how the carrots gain more purpose as the game progresses. Now I agree even more that I know what they do. Uh, good replay value. <laughs> the second run is just as fun. So that means Dean completed this game. So uh, he said he's currently going back and trying to 100% each level You know, with those coins and trying to get a, a grade of A on each of them. Uh, only criticism, he says, is the use of lives. They serve a purpose when chasing the A grades, but a quick restart easily circumvents the impact of losing a life on your grade. I totally agree, too. This Dean guy, uh, I feel like he's with it. Overall, plenty of fun, great visuals, and interesting mechanics. Thanks for the suggestion. He said, on a side note, I've really enjoyed playing along. Never been part of a book club, but this feels kind of similar. <laughs> I wrote back to Dean and I said, this is exactly what we were hoping for. So, you know, you just made our morning. Uh, but uh, yeah, we hope that folks will play along with these pixel panel games with us moving into the future. So Little plug, hop over on Discord, join the fun over there. Uh, we're having some fun digital book club uh, shenanigans, and we would love to see you over there. With that mm -hmm. said, Don, you want to wrap us up with uh, how to get to the Discord, etc.? Yeah. Um, our next pixel panel game is my choice, and I am choosing Crank Crawl, a slot machine where you can choose um, what the slot outcome is. And it's an RPG, mm. so it's really fun, really good game. Uh, and it's only a buck, so check it out. Um, but we'll awesome. be talking about it more next episode. Meanwhile, you can join us on the Discord to talk about these games and lots more and input your golf scores and 
guess the game scores and everything else but there's a lot going on over there thank you everybody who makes the our discord so much fun each day our website playdatepodcast.com if you have anything else you'd like to add or check out the show notes and that kind of thing and catch up on what we talked about this episode and ryan you have one final thing to knock us out with i do please please pretty please everybody i want you to know about my next book i've been working on this for literally years in fact it is a compilation of 20 years of my work in comics illustration and design compiled into a big oversized beautiful hardback art book and you can check it out right now at www.onebiteatatimebook.com that's onebiteatatimebook.com i'm going to be crowdfunding this in a couple short months in the month of november but right now i'm gathering some interest and i would love to see you over there uh got a bunch of folks signed up already but man uh this is going to be a big crazy uh, production heavy book. So I'm going to need a lot of help to make this happen. So once again, one bite at a time book.com and that'll get you to the right place. Thanks, Don. Very cool. All right. We'll talk to everybody in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. Thanks everyone. Adios.